guys hello and namaste everyone i am dr anushruti and i am back with an exciting episode today on board i have dr joe gambino with me who is a physical therapist by profession and a wonderful dad to a beautiful princess <laughs> he is an enthusiastic person when it comes to their profession who gives those in pain a clear path to exercising without the fear of pain injury or uncertainty he is joining us live directly from usa hello dr joe how are you i'm doing well thanks for having me welcome well starting with the very first question let's not waste time because we are actually short of time so what exactly is spine health you know people actually don't tend to understand this factor that spine also needs to be taken care of so what do you think are some preventive measures people can take to take take care of the spine. Yes, I think that um for whatever reason the spine that area is um there's apprehension about it um across almost all professions and general population where people are scared to move it, load it um and you know neutral spine is kind of like the practice that generally is giving to everybody, right? Especially if someone has pain, don't bend, don't flex, don't rotate. Um, you know, some of the research shows that flexion and rotation is um where the spine is at most risk. Um, but um doesn't mean that we need to avoid any of these things. So spine health, if we look at it, um is twofold. It's just like any other joint in the body. A do the joints move the way that they're supposed to. So if you're only moving a neutral spine, you're avoiding flexion, extension, or rotation, you're not actually moving your joints. Um, they're not going to be as healthy. Um, one way I like to describe that to people is if I put a cast on your wrist, what do you think the expectation is after eight weeks, right? When you come out of the cast, you're going to have muscle atrophy. You're going to have limited range of motion. Uh, things aren't going to be as good as it was prior to the original injury or being cast, even if we cast you with a perfectly healthy wrist. If we stop moving our spine, well, we're not going to be getting all the good stuff that gets into the joints when we move. We're not going to get nutrition, the synovial fluid, all those great things. So we start to make our spine unhealthier by not moving it. So strategies to do that is making sure that we're actually moving through its full ranges of motion, that we actually have the ranges of motion that we need. And most importantly, I think making sure that our, our spine has the ability to segment. The reason our spine has all of those segments to it is to increase surface area, right? And to help us disperse forces across the spine. Once we start to lose that effect, those areas, say we have our lumbar spine doesn't move too much because we have pain or we haven't moved it too much because of whatever reason, and it's no longer mobile, but the area above it starts to move our thoracic, lower thoracic spine and up, we call that a hinge point. If we're flat here, but then start to curve here, this area is going to be taking more force and more stress. So therefore, over time, if we continue going down that pathway, we could potentially have soreness, tightness, pain, things like that. So the ability for the spine to segment so it could actually do its job becomes important as well. And now when we are talking about spine, how can we forget lower back pain? Like lower back pain is something everyone, every other person is actually complaining about. Even we, are start, we can start from students of undergraduate levels and then we have older adults. Every other person is actually suffering from lower back pain. 
what do you feel dr joe is the main cause of this lower back pain i mean why is it happening so much nowadays also for all my strength trainers do you feel that weight lifting can also be a factor pertaining to lower back pain so part one um why does it happen so much um i think pain is relatively a normal thing and nobody's going to get through a period of life without having it um we look at the statistics around pain back pain by itself affects 80% of people at one point or another in their life that's not talking about neck pain elbow pain knee pain ankle pain so the fact of the matter really becomes that at some point in your life you probably should expect to have pain right as we get older when you're younger it doesn't really matter i've had pain myself um so understanding that pain is probably going to be a normal course of your life um what is not normal actually gets impacted by uh, by you know the lifestyle changes people are having right now and you know zero ergonomics like i have seen a lot of homes where zero ergonomics is being followed so does all this impact as well they do um we can't discredit um you know sedentary lifestyles um you know not moving frequently enough you know that i think that's more important so than particular postures and stuff like that uh we can dive a little bit more into that um so yes those things you know your lifestyle complaints that but the where i was going with my statement is is that where it becomes abnormal is when you have these pain you know a normal pain response right you you have pain and it goes away within a certain period of time a lot of times sometimes that can go away not even doing anything but when we have chronic levels of pain pain that doesn't go away pain that lingers around for 4 5 6 months multiple years i've seen people who come to me and say they have pain for 15 years straight right that's a very abnormal response right that's not the you know we would say if you're getting into a rabbit hole of dealing with pain or pain that constantly pops up over and over again across the span of a couple years say um that's the time where you really need to start looking at lifestyle the way that you're training um and things like that and then back to your point about strength training and stuff like that um the only time any sort of training or any sort of lifestyle things become problematic is when um they're done in excess right there's too much sedentary lifestyle right i sit down too frequently so repetitive stresses over the course of time causes pain in my neck my back wherever it is i strength train with poor form too much load and i'm overtraining for an extended period of time therefore now my knees hurt my back hurts or something else right nobody lifts one weight one time and then all of a sudden it has pain maybe it happens like i'm you know it happened to me right i did one deadlift once and my back started hurting i can't blame the deadlift for that because i've deadlifted how many other hundreds of times when my back didn't hurt at that point right something happened with my training or my mobility levels or something right that puts me at a higher risk and then at some point it's the straw that breaks the camel's back because the forces over time the repetitive load of things that it just exceeds the capability of your body's stress what what your body can handle so therefore pain comes about and that's pretty much your body's check engine light right it's just letting you know that it needs some change sometimes there's not even an anatomical injury that's happened but your body's just not happy with the stress is being placed on it i agree with you now i have seen that you have discussed pain as an alarm system so what does this exactly mean also with this my general audience how should they actually conceive this idea of pain as an alarm system so 
you know, the analogy, it's uh, not short-sighted, but it's a simplified version, right? Pain is very, very complicated. Um, we don't fully understand pain. We do know that, you know, stress is stress and, you know, it's not just physical load that can impact pain or pain response and things like that. Um, but understanding that pain um, is your body's request for something to be changed um, it's a protective mechanism to prevent you from doing things that are irritated. So say you break your wrist, you fall, um, you break your wrist. There's no, uh, your bone doesn't create a pain response. The tendons that may get torn don't produce their pain response. Your nervous system, your brain, the nerves, all those things that connect. It makes a determination that whatever you did that happened is something that is not good. There's an inflammation response. There's a healing response that happens. And then the pain response goes um, with it. When that happens, right, you don't want to put weight on your wrist, right? We're not going to load it. And what that does is it allows your body to heal and helps you survive, right? So it's in a sense, right, a survival mechanism. If we have these chronic levels of pain, you know, it is the same exact thing, right? Our body's producing pain for whatever reason. So we should be listening to those signals, figuring out what we should be doing about it. Um, and maybe you don't have those answers. And that's where physical therapists and doctors and chiropractors and even, you know, depending on the level of pain or where you're at, you know, a skilled personal trainer, right? But, but getting an assessment and figuring out those pathways becomes important at that point. Um, and just making changes. If you know that you've been sitting and at a desk eight hours a day for the last 10 years at work and you're not exercising, you're not going for walks, you're not very active and you're starting to have pain, well, maybe it's time to start to reflect on what's going on and how we can make changes and stop just blaming sitting um, for the reason why we have pain or even just our posture for why we have pain because it goes further than that. Well, as a doctor, you would have come across patients and clients, you know, who tend to have, who want to have sooner and quicker results in their treatment process. But what happens the most, you know, the most prevalent thing that is happening um, is the do not follow the home workout suggested by their physios and doctors and, uh, you know, everyone who actually they are going to get the treatment from. And in result, what they say is that we do not have the time to uh, take care of our body. We, don't, we do not have time to exercise and we cannot do it manually. So what do you want to say to such people right now in our audience who are listening and watching this, the patients who do not do exercises at home but still want quicker results? Yes. Uh, well, I think people who say they don't have time for exercise... Um, it's priorities. Um, you know, for, you know, right now you mentioned I have, uh, a newborn at home. She's two months old and she takes a lot of time and she has become a priority and I still get movement in. Um, but it's not to the extent that it was, and that's okay for where I am now because it's not the highest priority for me. I'm not in pain or anything like that where I feel like I need to put more in, but I'm doing just enough to stay active and move and get out for walks and things like that. Um, so if someone wants to get better, you have to figure out where your hurdles are and where you can start to create a habit. And maybe, and I, I feel like a lot of times people, um, they have good intentions. It's, you know, January now and everyone's on the New Year's resolution stuff. And people who don't have time or maybe they do have the time, they end up taking on too much in the beginning, more than they can actually do. Um, so finding what's realistic for you, right? If you know that, um, you're working on back pain, say, and you know you really could maybe 
realistically do 15 minutes a day, four days a week to get some movement in. Um, and that's all you can do. And if you do more than that, you're probably going to run into some issues. Then you should probably stick to that and find a plan that's going to fit within that time frame. Um, you know, if that's even too much, right, can you find one or two really solid exercises that are pain modifiers for you that you can use and then slowly progress them across the weeks and, and things like that. But it all has to come down to building the habits of being active and where is that initial entry point um, and at some point taking the responsibility for yourself to actually go out and do those things. So sometimes those end up being harder conversations because, you know, if you want someone to get better, right, there's no pill. I mean, you can rely on medication, right? Um, but if you're not, if you don't want to rely on medication, you want to feel better, right? At some point, you're going to have to make those changes. Well, with this, I would like to tell all my audience to take care of their body because it is, after all, your body and you have to look after it. And pain as an alarm system, I would also remind you one more thing that if you have pain, so keep a notice of that and take care of it. Go to your nearest physical therapist or doctor and get it examined. Well, last but not the least, Dr. Cho, you know I have a lot of aspiring doctors who are in my audience right now. For them, this is the most hard time. Like they are going to feel that this is the hardest part of their life and they might, some of them would not see even a clear future of this uh, career. What is Dr. Joe's message to such aspiring doctors? Um, well, if it's up to, I mean, go down a pathway that you're passionate about. Um, if, you know, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of school uh, towards the end of PT school. I couldn't wait for it to be over. And um, PT here um, in most settings, in network settings, wasn't quite the environment that I really aspired to, to be in. Um, you know, sometimes we see two, three, four patients within an hour and you don't get a lot of time to educate and spend with them. So um, there are opportunities for you to find and follow your own pathway. I was able to find an out-of-network practice here that allowed me to work one-on-one -on -one with patients for a full hour. So that allowed me to be in an environment that I wanted to be in. And now um, over my course of time, I now only work virtually. Um, so you can find the pathways that you want. You just have to get over the hurdle of going through school and the process of getting it. And then you can start to create the, the pathways that you want from there. Right. And um, I guess that's where my advice would be. And just reach out to people who have been where you want to be because they have um, they've been through the journey and they'll be able to help guide you along that way. Well, with this, we have come to the end of an episode. Thank you so much, Dr. Joe, for taking out time from your schedule to speak to us. And I believe you would have enjoyed speaking to my audience. Yes, I have. And thank you for having me. Likewise. Also, this is your reminder to straighten your back and have a good day. Well, thank you so much, dear audience, for listening and watching this video. Also, to ask questions to the doctors directly, you can DM me anywhere. Thank you so much. Take care. Goodbye.